you ever use like a you know USB A to USB C little dongle thing, and um, after a while of using it, the the little thing on the inside it, it doesn't obviously look like it goes one way or the other. <laughs> I'm trying. You know Sorry, I mean? all of this. My head is a conversation with your urologist. <laughs> Uh, no, never mind. Um, I yeah, I guess I, I see what you're saying. So it's it's a you have an adapter because it's USB A mic and it's yes. a USB C port on the yes. computer. Well, yeah, I mean the cable yeah. is USB A. Yeah, I should right, probably right, just right. get a cable. Plug- that's, that's... Yeah, I was gonna say you can just get a it's right. what, a, it's a mini USB on the Yeti, e... not the yes. small one. Here, I'll just pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're still talking <laughs> to the urologist, right? Bleep, bleep. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I switched at one point. I mean, I switched mics at one point, so I don't use the Yeti anymore. I have it. Or I gave it. To I use an Audio Technica something something. Oh, the twenty one hundred mic talk. Yeah, mic yeah. talk. Yeah, the twenty one hundred is nice because it's got a uh, USB you C port. On if it's a newer one, I uh, know uh, I have the so. older one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the new one has a USB C port, so maybe John should just buy one of those. Well, Hurley's not that USB C to USB C. <laughs> There's a lot of different cross jokes happening all at once, and I'm here for and enjoying all of them. <laughs> Listeners, if you miss any jokes, just rewind and start again. I if I can, can get them. Record on the Performa. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you probably could, but I using probably that could. little, I bet I is could. it using that little that microphone? Sounds like that, sounds like mon- that sounds like a challenge, Dan. That sounds like a challenge. Well, you edit the show now, so. That's right. It's yeah. a challenge for John. Future challenge. That's a John problem. It is. Is that the, the, is that the also, one that came with the Also a thing you hear. <laughs> Urologist. <laughs> oh, dear. Is that the performer that had the little microphone that sit on top of the monitor? Yeah, yes, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I had one of those. It's right here. Yeah. The Do little, you remember, why did you record microphone? with that? I'm sure the quality is great. Is, is that one of the super true. bizarre shape? think about that. It actually has a microphone. Yeah. Is, is that one of the bizarre shape microphones? Like the corded, weird? Cause I'll, I, send you, I'll send I had you a, a picture. I had a couple different Macs that had a couple different bizarre mics that oh, would mount to the top. Like Hurley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Third base, everybody. Um, so I, I, are yeah. you guys going to join T2? <laughs> Terminator 2? I love that movie. Yeah, uh, thumbs up. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah, that's what I thought you'd right. say. See, I, I totally skipped the Blue Sky era, and I'm all in on T2, but oh, I wish even no. I've posted twice. Oh, um, but no, uh, what I is I don't, I don't even know, know what that about. is. Not, yeah. I know. I like that about it. Uh, listener, listener and Rebound <laughs> the best Prime feature subscriber. Of social network yeah. is <laughs> just that John and Dan are not it. on it. Uh, <laughs> listener and Rebound Prime member uh, Billow. Uh, asked, hey, do you want an invite to T2 since you're anti-Blue Sky? He didn't say since you're anti-Blue Sky. It was implied. And I was like, yeah, I do. And it's a uh, former Twitter and Discord uh, engineers who are making their own thing. And it's not going to be called T2 forever. Right? I said T2.social. I don't have any invites yet. Otherwise, I'd invite you. But uh, it's great. Sure you would. I yeah. follow... That's uh, a likely story. I follow Harry McCracken. Um, Is he the only one else there? Uh, no, uh, uh, there's a couple other folks there who are like Ian Betteridge. I'm following him. It's good. They are, those are like two people who show up on, I think, every single social network uh, that uh, that I have like created an account on. I'm following MKBHD. I got I got all the big accounts. This is the funniest thing so far. I went to their website and there's the join the waitlist button. And when you jo- click join the waitlist, um, you know what it takes you to? Twitter. A, a Google form. <laughs> Nothing says professionally bashed together like a Google. Hang form. on a second. This is called T2. <laughs> Dot social. 
but that's a temporary. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's sure. it's it's people from Google, from Twitter, and uh, from Discord. And they're okay. one of the co-founders used to be the CTO of the Onion. So how bad could it be? <laughs> wow, be hilarious. Mm. Yeah, not include at in your handle. Well, don't tell me. What hey, there's Lex Friedman. I know that guy. Oh, really? That's exciting. <laughs> you're on the you're on the homepage there. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know. How about that? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's there's yeah. Who knows? Um, Doesn't seem like well. So yeah, I don't know. I I I am I am the reason for my joining and for bringing it up is because I'm nonplussed. Maybe that's the word with the uh, the latest uh, conversation on the internet, particularly on Mastodon about Blue Sky. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay. So wait, 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 what's your uh, what's your, well, your so, position? <laughs> well, like oh, Blue Sky is fun, and Mastodon is just for nerds, and it's too hard to use. That all might be true, um, but. Blue Sky is still a Jack Dorsey joint, which is a problem. And Blue yep. Sky is fun because it's entirely self-selected, right? It's a wait list where they're inviting yeah, cool kids the, yeah, first. Yeah, I made this very argument somewhere, and, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and it wasn't fun for a while when a bunch of people, you know, managed to hack the codes and get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that part wasn't fun. Well, yeah. Guess who's going to get in eventually? And, uh, right. And, and it's like Blue Sky is allegedly also talking about federation and i don't know how important federation is but they could also very easily never federate and still be exactly the same service and they they suck at many things so far it seems like like if you Nazi uh, if you watch feelings. star trek federation very important okay good to know um i want all I, these know, services to prosper mike hurley <laughs> i think i think eventually like long term we end up in a world where these things have like connections with each other maybe like everything is kind of loosely connected in because there there are all these underlying protocols right you got your activity pub and you've got your at protocol and whatever and my question is whether or not eventually all those things could be interoperable to the point where you have different types of social media networks yeah. but they all kind of rely on the same framework the back end doesn't matter that much um but i think i think your point is well taken i mean i made the same point about the like invite like live the fact that it's invite only and it's a small group yeah like Parties can be super fun if you just keep leaving the party before the, the terrible people show up, right? right. They can just bounce from party to party. <laughs> That's a great time. Is that how really parties like that. work? That are they're really good at the I, beginning and then the terrible people show I'm up not, later? I'm, is not good at the, I'm not good at parties. But listen, this is, this, <laughs> maybe don't take my word for my it. Real, I, I don't know. I, I'm definitely, you guys have known me a long time, probably longer than you wish you did. And the, <laughs> I'm, I'm not like uh, a Pollyanna. But for everybody to be like, hey, let's just go to a, another thing that Jack Dorsey's doing, where it's like right. the same leader who fucked everything up the first time. Exactly. Um, and be like, oh, this will be better because it's we want it to be. This is silly. I'm not saying the Mastodon it, is great. It's, weird. it's not. It needs help. But I don't know. But it's it's actively being worked on, which I think is something I appreciate about which it. Which one? Like, Mastodon. Mastodon. Like, it, it is something that they seem committed to. Like, A, they're very transparent about where they're going with it. And B, they seem to be moving places. Like, I saw recently, I think one of the upcoming Code Ones adds, like, the quote, quote, quote posts. Or whatever, yeah, quote posts. Yeah, so, like, that's great. I mean, a lot of people were yeah. annoyed that that wasn't there. Yep. So, it looks like they're they are actively listening and making changes. And the fact, frankly, like, yeah, there is a guy who's sort of nominally in charge of it. But the fact that he doesn't hold sort of autocratic control entirely is a plus in my book. Yeah. Like. Well, particularly because is, it doesn't i mean like it and it it is funded to the extent that it currently needs to be funded i would right but he's not accepting roughly. outside yeah like, exactly and and we have we currently have absolutely no idea how blue sky is going to end up being funded right well and in fact jack dorsey there were there were posts going around like that he had said like this is just sort of temporary because yeah. we're sort of doing a proof yeah. of concept for the protocol i'm like what 
Everybody's like really happy to be in this rubber dinghy. <laughs> it's like this is the best boat I've ever been in. And the waters that's coming in is so warm. But mm. I, I, I mean, I was I've been thinking like, well, you know, somebody could make because uh, one of the knocks on Mastodon is it's hard to sign up, and that that feels very solvable, right? And I think that they actually have made some updates to try to simplify that. But somebody yep. can have a, like yeah. a lovely domain where you just the the truly hard thing to me that makes Mastodon that Mastodon needs to fix, and I'm sure wants to fix, is like if you're not using ivory for example or if, if you're on the yeah. web and you see an account that you want to follow or a thing that you want to like it's a pain in the ass you got to like find a goofy link and paste it it's that part is super awkward the the, the benefit of federation is also a giant fucking annoyance and there's there's no easy solve for that i don't think yeah yeah well, well and, i mean okay. I, I, and yeah we, we don't know but like yeah i think it is something that needs to be resolved probably and there's lots of little things like that but again i do think they're improving it honestly the fact that the way that ivory works makes me feel like that is so it's so seamless to me. Like I'm sitting there reading stuff on Ivory and people are complaining, but I was like, I don't know. It feels exactly like Twitter. (laughs) It really does. I mean, for the most part, I I would say though, there is a much more reply guy (laughs) feel on. And again, that's also self-selected, right? It's the nerds who sign up first. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's true. There's, and (sighs) that has in the past led to sort of a community problem when people of color have come over from Twitter and, you know, have been, have been told that they've been doing it wrong. (laughs) It's like okay, and that I mean, maybe you want to think about the things that you say to people and what in you know the context of of what you're doing before you just start telling them that they shouldn't be talking about race, right? And this is this is my question about it: is I'm wondering, is there something that people feel is innately about the structure of Mastodon that makes that the case, or is it just a matter of the people who are here? I think it's that, right? I think it's that. I think it's the people who are here. Yeah. So in which case, yeah, I mean, that problem is, unfortunately, I got bad news. That problem yeah. is going to exist everywhere. And I, I, well, but, mm, yeah, yes and no. I mean, the, the, the thing is, it's, it's a, just a different problem. I mean, it, and that, this, is, this is a different a different aspect to this because I see people complaining about things like this all the time on Mastodon and using them as evidence that Mastodon is basically no good. And it's like, well, you're, you know, you just came from Twitter, <laughs> Right, and you were there a lot longer than I was, and Twitter has much bigger problems than these problems. But I do have to say, T two where you guys aren't is great. None of these problems. <laughs> there's, cool. there's, I think twelve people. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, I think there might be sub a thousand. Truly, um, people are talking about how they have three digit user IDs. I don't know how to check what my user ID is, uh, but um, the oh, my ID is one thousand one hundred twenty six. So okay, they've they've crossed the four digit Rubicon. Uh, I, I honestly, I. I, I like the people at Tapbots a lot. I like their apps a lot. And I put some of the blame on them because they are such perfectionists that like they still haven't released their Mac app. And I forget that. Like you're still using like an alpha or beta from Tesla or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like people don't realize or people don't have access to what I consider to be a first class and recreating the experience that they liked on Twitter app to do Mastodoning with, which like you were saying, Dan, simplifies a whole lot of the bullshit. They would just like I think that right now, if I'm if I'm Paul at Tapots, he has this stress where Gruber, who is extremely influential, is saying on Mastodon, Mastodon kind of sucks and Blue Sky is kind of fun. And that's where all the love is going to be. And I can't wait until there's a new app from the Tapots folks that works with Blue Sky. I and like I have to laugh really hard though because like there are people one of the other pe- people I, I saw that was like talking a lot about how great blue sky was was christina warren who is a, a, a wonderful person but i briefly as an experiment was on blue sky and muted her and the volume of posts that i saw went down by maybe 50 to 75 <laughs> well, yeah. like yeah that's why i yeah. followed darth and 
when I muted Darth because it was just like, this is all Darth. I'm going to try I muted Darth right, and it was exactly. like, there's like nothing going on. There's a, there's there a, a lot Darth. of things where, yeah. Uh, Mike Hurley. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I haven't posted very much on, on Blue Sky. Like I've mainly like been sort of reading occasionally, but the volume is much lower for me because I just haven't gone and like followed a ton of people. Um, but I, I don't know. It seems fine. It doesn't have... Like one thing that I noticed that was kind of annoying is that the uh, the bio thing like it doesn't even have like a links field. Like it's like oh should I put in a link to my website and it's like oh, yeah there's actually no place to do that yeah yeah all right and the, and the other thing is like the people that you've the block your block list is public so That's as you as you block people other people can figure out who you're blocking oh I always tell people right before I block them is that is that the right way is well. So I, I don't see that. I just see that ending up being abused. I take it back, by the way. In the bio field that is provided, you can put a link, and it will turn it into a link, but it doesn't It doesn't have, like, a specific so the, field like, for it. The end of that point I was going to make about Paul and Gruber and, and, and all that is that, like... I think that Tapbots does not want to be in the business of making an app for every new microblogging service that comes up. All this, you're totally on T2. But, like, I, like my point is, some of this is they're doing right i do think that if if they got their app which is already great like which doesn't feel in any way beta or alpha or anything else than great to me on the mac if they got that into more people's hands um that would only help mastodon adoption and i don't know uh, and yeah. blue sky you just have to use their app or their web interface is that right yeah as far yeah. as i know i, at I least can't to, even to find date. i couldn't even figure out how to access it on the web i can only figure out how to use the app staging.bisky.app yeah i think you have to go to staging dot staging dot you know bsky dot oh my god really yeah, yeah. i can't I, do it, took, it because i, I'm not I only on i only noticed it because somebody who actually works on it posted it in uh, i googled to try and find it and literally every yeah, place i went not, was not the correct right. place which it was does not show up on their website it's, it's a no not, follow yeah, yeah. <laughs> jesus you're a no follow <laughs> god jesus he would have a lot of followers <laughs> not just 12 <laughs> theoretically oh, he might your... be on t2 <laughs> in theory he would <laughs> mike hurley i wanted a chance i just wanted to say this <laughs> uh, why is anyone listening to this show <laughs> come on because they want to know about zocdoc <laughs> oh wow oh, there we go well, maybe we should tell them this episode of the rebound is brought to you by zocdoc uh when someone is especially good at what they do. It could be a waiter, a chef, a doctor. You know you're in good hands. It's like when you see a waiter balance five trays of sizzling fajitas on one arm. You're confident in them. When you find the right doctor, you can feel it. You feel heard and at ease. On ZocDoc, finding the doctor that's right for you is seamless. The quality care you need is just a few taps away in the ZocDoc app. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. For more than a year, I've used an example of booking an appointment at a dermatologist to get a thing on my head looked at uh, in my ZocDoc at reads. But I used ZocDoc within the past month to book a different dermatologist to deal with other crap on myself. And I got all those things (laughs) removed, and it was great. Um, ZocDoc is single-handedly responsible. Should you just stay inside? Yes. (laughs) yes. Um, But no, I really do like it. it was only because I couldn't get an appointment at the other doctor that I'd been using early enough. I just wanted to get rid of some stuff, and they did it great. Uh, but literally, I, I think I've said this before, but it's it's easier to find doctors who take my insurance using ZocDoc than it is using my insurance company's website. Um, so just using it for that alone and then booking the appointments and getting the appointments soon, ah, so good. Uh, when you're not feeling your best and you're just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. 
That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor who meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash rebound and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash rebound. ZocDoc.com slash rebound. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of this show. Uh, guys, want to talk about some pro apps? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we might as well, right? I mean, because it's it's topical. Uh, like many of you subscribed to me, <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh, I, I'm I'm fascinated to see that this thing, which has been talked about for many years, and I think, I, like many other people, I had basically forgotten about this being a thing that could happen at some point. I was like, oh yeah, they should bring pro apps to the iPad. Um, I'm I'm curious to see if this changes the sort of narrative around the iPad at all because I feel like people have been down on the iPad recently. And it's not to say people don't like their iPads, but like the future of the iPad, right? Like the entire like its existence I think has been overshadowed in many cases by the Mac cuz the Mac has had a particularly good couple of years. And so I'm curious to see if this anybody changes their mind about this like yeah, are people going to use their iPads for this? Like I was watching the videos that Apple posted where it's like, you know, their their splashy marketing video where they go to people and they give them the device and the people are like, yeah, check out all this cool stuff I can do. And I was like, I don't know. Is anybody going to use it, replace their laptop with an iPad for these particular purposes? I can't, I can't see if that's compelling. I, I it does do seem like a good thing for schools that are trying to deploy iPads. Yeah, but you think they're going to pay for pro apps? They might. I mean, I, I yes, don't know. Is I there? Mean, is there? There must be some sort of discount for schools, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, here's, it's Apple. You get two bucks off. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be like. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm curious about like I don't, how I don't many... think a lot of schools deploy iPads as much as the other thing, unfortunately. Well, so if a school did, right? Like, and how many how many devices can a school use the same App Store account on? And how many? So I don't know. Somebody, somebody in our audience is almost certainly a yelling uh, administrator us, yeah. and can tell us. Mm-hmm. But so that's what I'd be curious about. Is like if if they can buy one subscription and have you know thirty students use I, it, then sure. Here's here's what I say to that. I guess the question is: Is that compelling over people? Like, there's already iMovie and GarageBand, which are free and much more accessible. Is there a reason for schools, particularly, to use? To pay for right. Final Cut Pro or Logic over so, freely available uh, school things is not the part that gets me excited. Thing. That was just me helping Moltz defend his shitty Thank argument. I but my, I, th- I don't <laughs> think it works well. my my theory though is like uh, before, literally I saw the story because a friend of mine who does a lot of video editing immediately texted me when he saw it. I was like, finally, I can use Final Cut on the iPad. Um, and because I think that like people do want to have a mobile rig that can help, right? <laughs> Meaning like if I'm going to go out and. Uh, record music at some venue and don't have to take everything you can just take an ipad that's a little bit easier quicker faster to set up it's it it does feel like it's a cool level of efficiency or like you can do some editing on the i don't use a laptop on the plane because it doesn't fit with my my giant self in the small plane seats but if i could get some editing done on my ipad that seems interesting to me yeah i don't know i I mean i'm definitely going to try out logic because i use that enough that i feel like there is potentially, although my, you know, even my iPad has a smaller screen than like my MacBook or whatever. So like screen real estate's at a premium. Yeah. Um, I don't use Final Cut Pro very often. I I have used it, um, but it's not something I would get because I don't, I wouldn't pay for it regularly because I, I don't use it enough to be worth it. But 
I mean, the logic one is interesting mainly because what it has going for it is is um, interoperability. Because you know you, there are tools like Ferrite on the iPad is a quite good audio editor and has a lot of the features that Final Cut Pro has, um, and I think potentially a more reasonable price tag too. And I saw somebody mentioning, um, I think DaVinci Resolve is the uh, is a video editing thing on iPad that's very popular mm. and is also arguably more affordable at least from a single purchase perspective, right? Like. The, the subscription plan is its own thing, right? Like the fact that they've released these as subscription apps is to me an interesting choice. Uh, <laughs> Very different from the way they've done its stuff in the past. So I want to I want to dive deep on the subscription side, but the only other thing I want to say is on the on the apps themselves. Like my son is a really talented musician. He records a lot of music, and he almost exclusively records into GarageBand on his iPad. And then when we're gonna really finesse thing, we'll import it into Logic on a Mac and go from there. I don't see a world where I'm motivated right now to get him logic for his iPad to do that process because what he's doing works fine. But I can, as soon as he's aware of its existence, he'll want to do that just because there's (laughs) so many more instruments and so much more functionality and power within logic that he would find appealing. The subscription thing I've, I've kind of almost like it's appealing to kids and they might want to use it. Uh, this, almost this, almost this, but not quite the subscription front i think i've 180 on this because at first i was like why on earth would they do this and I, I i was mad that it's not a universal app if i already own what is a pretty expensive yeah. desktop app i own both of them they're both pretty expensive desktop apps but i get it's also a lot of new development and whatever but when you think about it it's like 400 dollars one time i guess to buy logic or to buy final cut and it's Something like it's what fifty or sixty five dollars a year to yep. get the subscription. Like that's six years or whatever worth of subscription. Yeah, yeah, it's not a terrible deal. I mean, I think Logic is what it's. I think they're each about three hundred bucks actually. Final Cut Pro and Logic. Well, my buddy's in Canada, so, so I was trusting his numbers. He might be giving me Canadian yeah. numbers. But still, it's six. It's still what six <laughs> years, right? Yeah. Lex's so, imaginary friend in Canada. And, and <laughs> hi, Marco. Not that Marco. Different. Uh, uh, but it's also, I mean, I, I, there are good arguments too, right? Like there's people like you could spend five bucks on it for a month and get a lot of stuff done, right? Potentially if you only need it sort of on, a, like I do that with Microsoft Word sometimes. It's like, yeah. I need Word, but I don't need it for two years. I need it for a month while I'm working on a project. So here's my five or six bucks Microsoft, and then I'll just unsubscribe. Um, so like, I mean, there, there's an accessibility issue of that that is kind of interesting. Yeah. I know a lot of people like to buy stuff and own stuff outright, and that's fine. I wish that was an option as well. Like, yeah. to me, that would be the kind of the best of all worlds is like, look, it's, it's 200, 300 bucks if you want to buy it. Uh, you know, it's 50 or it's 50 bucks a year or five bucks a month. Like, then everybody is quote unquote happy. <laughs> I won't say they're actually happy, but like, you've got something for everybody. So I think that's interesting. I, I'm going to just correct us in real time that Logic Pro is $200 in the u.s well, yeah, i was gonna say final cut pro is 300 uh, yeah are the subscription so, prices the same for both apps on the ipad yes they're both five bucks a month or 50 dollars right. a year all right it's also it's interesting to me sometimes to give thought to how apple chooses to price for anything particularly in software you know because they used to charge for lots of software including mac os updates and can you remember when we used to pay for new versions of Mac OS and now you don't? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, 120 bucks. Right. Mac OS is, is pretty important. I, I use it every time I use my Mac. Um, and all of their uh, their consumer <laughs> level apps are I guess all that free. that story checks out. 
right? Like all their yeah, consumer right. metrics. Right. So it's, it's exactly. Like, but, I get what they're going for here. It's, it's just it's just interesting. Like it's where is the line? And they're saying it's between consumer and pro. But I don't know. It's fascinating because on the one hand, there's also like the argument here, which is like okay, that can bolster people being willing to pay for software by saying like, look, we, you know, yeah, we give away stuff away for free, but we also have this powerful software that you can pay money for, and it's like that's great. You're normalizing like prices for like people who want to charge fifty bucks for a a pro level app, right? But on the same time, they're also now decided that the thing they want to sort of want to use the term legitimize because it's not quite the right term, but sort of pump up is subscriptions. Why? Because it's still recurring revenue, right? Like the end of the day, <laughs> one of the big reasons I think they're doing this is it's great to be able to have recurring revenue. Um, so I I think that is interesting, and I, I'm kind of curious about how that changes you know, uh, uh, people's perception of paying for software. Because I have seen people recently, somebody was just posting about this somewhere, maybe Mastodon, about like how annoyed they are now that everything is now a subscription. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're not wrong. Like, uh, I understand there, there is certainly a value from it from the perspective of people getting recurring revenue for stuff that enables them to invest in the future of that software, right? If you're paying for software that's like, Hey, I want this software to be around for a while, and I'm willing to give you, you know, X amount per month or X amount per year in order for me to just constantly have access to the software and to make sure that you're getting income and therefore able to work on it. Um, as opposed to it got sold once and now, you know, that person has, they've earned all the money they'll ever earn from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mind that, but it does also, I think there is an argument also about there is a degree of user hostility in subscriptions because there is so much of the set it and forget it. A mentality that that's something that apple could do a better job of addressing and i think it's it it also knows that it's within its interest to not do that yeah. <laughs> from a financial perspective especially because it gets a cut of all the subscriptions in the app store um but that's a little disappointing is that they could do a better job of letting you know like here are your active subscriptions here's what's coming up to be renewed just fyi like here's and, and yeah. i think they do some good things like it is easy to cancel subscriptions in in apple stuff like way easier than pretty much any place oh else. it's funny i would disagree with you on that one because I, really? I just feel like it's annoying to have to go into the app store app to cancel a subscription for the app that you're in but i'm saying as opposed to like so many subscriptions where you have to go to a bunch of different web forms or you have to call, <laughs> have to call somebody. right like like <laughs> I don't, you don't have to do it, that it, with it, the new york times anymore yeah, but, yeah at least nobody argues when i hit that cancel button like, right they could surface it better 100 percent agree but at least it's not like somebody's going to talk me into keeping my subscription <laughs> yeah uh, so you know i like that aspect yeah of it. that's fair well, as someone who bought Logic last summer, um, if I if this had been available, I probably would have given this a try for sure before oh, yeah. paying two hundred. I mean, you get a one month one month free trial if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, it, yeah, right, and that would have given me an extra <laughs> an extra free month because I got two months <laughs> right. using Logic for free on the Mac. Uh, and and the big improvement in Logic for or, or one of the nice things about the Logic app does not seem to be true about final cut pro on the ipad is that the logic version for ipad is interoperable so right. you can send projects back and forth final cut pro does not seem to be it looks can, like it's like, one way import export yeah yeah but it, it mainly is designed to yeah. go from the ipad to the mac it looks like. but like for editing this podcast it probably would have been fine right i mean I, editing I, on for this podcast, this podcast yeah. <laughs> for this podcast right i mean <laughs> sure yeah so I, little I, editing i'm also really curious to know how this works with some of the other features, like somebody pointed out that none of the images or video stuff shows um, any of these apps being used in Stage Manager. So that's yeah. question one. Right. Question two is um, they've made a big deal out of, you know, adding things like ex external display support. Like, 
what does this look like if I hook my iPad up to my, you know, uh, a studio display and I want to use Logic on that? Does that work well? <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm fascinated to see, like, from a portable standpoint, I agree. There's a lot to potentially be gained by having something that you can take anywhere you go, especially with Final Cut Pro because you've got a device that has cameras built in that are decent, right? It's not like... Nobody's sitting out there recording uh, movies on Final Cut using the webcam on their MacBook. But I will gladly <laughs> take this opportunity to complain once again because in their Logic Pro write-ups, Apple talks about, oh, and with, you know, if you're using an iPad Pro, you've got a bunch of studio microphones that you can be using to record <laughs> everywhere. And the hell you can. What, the, what are you even talking yeah, about? They, they do say you can use interfaces, audio interfaces for Logic, which I'm also intrigued to try because the, the interface I have is a USB-C interface and does work with my iPad Pro. Yeah. But it's kind of... Like just setting it up is a little bit annoying, and the fundamental like underlying audio frameworks is like great. So I can attach my interface and record with my local mic, but I still really? can't record stuff on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> no, my local mic. Oh, he's, that's he's, my international yeah, yeah. mic. Um, but I can't record. I still can't record stuff from multiple apps, right? Like I still can't have a Zoom conversation and use the mic early, and it's <laughs> not going away. Uh, and like and and record that and record into Logic directly um anyways i don't know yeah well i'm intrigued i'll try it out there is good news um the good news is because all pro apps are bad news Uh, the good news is we have uh, a variety of questions to answer from rebound prime subscribers love those people uh if you're interested in rebound prime you get all kinds of incredible perks including the ability to ask questions also before i forget i'm going to mention um that uh we've got all kinds of merch right (laughs) Maltz? We do. Yeah, that's right. We've got shirts. We've got hats. We've got uh, stickers. Uh, and you can find all of that by going to reboundcast.com slash merch and right. slash shirts. Right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, so here are the questions. Uh, Rebound Prime, you can sign up at prime.reboundcast.com. Mahir asks, pre-cell phones and products which automatically synchronized time within a time of clock... Did any one of you try to keep all the clocks at home running on time regularly, such as calling a service to get the time? At the tone, the time will be dot, dot, dot. I remember calling the time all, like, when I was a kid. Calling the time all the time? I, I love doing that. Mm. Like, I don't know why. I just, <laughs> it, was, it was weirdly satisfying. Because uh, you wanted to know sometimes what the time was. And I remember my parents would tell me <laughs> to call the time. Call the time. <laughs> there was no, we had no Do way Do it yourself. Doing. My dad had uh, an atomic clock, which was really cool. Um, you know, and you could, he would literally set an alarm on a different clock to wake up on daylight savings to watch it go back. Oh, wow. It was cool. That's, um, that's quite that's something. Interesting. Yeah. Um, um, I don't, you know, I'm trying, I was trying to, I saw this question come up. I mean, I, we definitely called occasionally, but I don't remember calling a lot. And I think maybe at some point, probably we were just using like cable news to figure out what the time was. But I don't know what we, okay. I mean. Before that, we probably must have called occasionally, but I don't there was, remember that being a regular thing that we did. The local newspaper where I grew up was the Reading Eagle. It used to be the Reading Eagle in the morning, the Reading Times in the evening, and then if it was really, it was just the Reading Eagle. And they had a service for years called Eagle Link, which was a little bit ahead of its time. It was a phone based only. And, you know, everything had like. <laughs> you could call to talk to an eagle. Yeah. It had like five or six digit codes that you could press in to do all kinds of different things. Like if you want to hear a joke, or if you want to get the weather, if you want to get sports updates, and I loved Eagle link and it would always tell you the time when you called as well. So that was, that was how I could double check a clock. I do remember that. It is 
Interesting. It, it is interesting to me. I, I can't remember if I talked about it. I think I didn't talk about it on the show, but I had a person, a stranger, ask me uh, a weekend ago if I had the time. And I can't tell you the last time somebody asked me if I had the time because everybody always has the time because everybody has a cell phone that has the time. But I guess she could not get to her phone. She was holding her baby. And so this person asked me if I had the time. And it was like, <laughs> it had not happened in forever. I hate it when you have to turn the baby over to look at your watch. Why don't you ask your baby? <laughs> it's time to have a bigger kid. Uh, iFix.cz says, remember my grudge against Outlook? That's a callback to last week. I actually found one positive aspect, separating work and private emails. When the hours are over, I quit it. No more notifications. Though I prefer to have calendars together so I can find collisions. Wait, also contacts. I don't know. How do you do it? Do you always have one device for all? Or if you could, keep work and life separated. And a bonus question. Have you started the big door prize on Apple TV Plus? OMG. Uh, wow. okay. There's a lot in last that. Part first and, yeah. Take the last part first and no. I haven't started, so I, but it's my, on my list. I have not yeah, started not it, it wasn't on my list, but I guess OMG. Uh, Maybe it's on my I list like, now. I, I like Chris Adoubt about a bunch. On my list. That's what OMG stands for. <laughs> uh, I don't separate. I find it impossible to separate my work and <laughs> Yeah, I think particularly yeah, for like Dan. Exemplifies. Well, I mean, maybe Lex now too, but like, yeah, it's just life. Everything is just life. So, yeah. Um, Even but when I used I, to keep, I, I used to keep everything separated when I worked in an office. Yeah. When I worked for other people, um, I obviously had separate email accounts, but I would almost always look at my unified inbox anyway, <laughs> um, and all mm-hmm. my contacts were in one place. I I wish I had done. I when I was setting up my business, which is named after me and the <laughs> MIT guy, I had to decide. <laughs> If I was going to set up its own domain or just use my existing domain, LexRubin.com, and I went with that, which I have zero regrets about. <laughs> That's not true, which I have only one regret about is the better way to say that, uh, which is the calendaring is annoying. If I Google Calendar is what I use for everything, and if I, if I create the appointment, I can have it show up on my official work calendar with Google Calendar, but if somebody sends me the invite, since it's all tied to one address, it always shows up on my personal calendar. So it's like the wrong color, and it's one that my family sees, and they don't need to see all my freaking work appointments, so that part's annoying. So I should have done that differently. But what are you going to do? Me? <laughs> then we have... Uh, yeah, what are, what are you going to do? We have Jeeber asking, will the Rebound ever join the Relay FM family of podcasts? I'm, I'm not familiar <laughs> with who that is. Do you guys know what that is? I, I, um, I don't know, but I think they have a good mic. <laughs> my mic's not good enough to, to join that podcast. Uh, early days, I would say they rejected us because they didn't need more... <laughs> Tech podcast Three white guys talking white about yeah, yeah, white yep. dudes, yeah. I think that's actually yeah, that's fair. pretty much that's pretty much yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah. Um our friend ZM Knox says, for someone new to Taskmaster, where should I start? Any good episodes of seasons I should try first? Would love any links if you have them. <laughs> Not gonna happen. People okay. have a lot of opinions on this question. I saw on our Discord. I would start with season one, episode one personally. Yeah, I, I agree with Lex. I don't think there's what? Any, there's no it's not like there's continuity. Right. I was hoping you had a different answer <laughs> as someone who, who was not like blown away by season one episode. One. Just don't watch it with molts. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely don't uh, do that. Also, I think, not I, I, think I cited my favorite, uh, one of my favorite bits of all time, which is there's a, uh, I think it's season eight. Is it the end of season eight? I think um, there's a, a task that involves driving a, like a, like a, what do you call those? not a scooter exactly but it's like the mobility <laughs> things like mm-hmm. the little you oh, know yeah. that you uh, and it involves navigating well, a course that's a on scooter those, right yeah is it a scooter it's i think people think of scooter. scooter as like a razor scooter basically and no. it's not like that or or like a bird you know scooter yeah. electric scooter no it's like one of the ones you sit in and right. you steer 
Um, but it involves navigating a course on that while blindfolded. And I, I do not think I've ever laughed that hard in my entire life. <laughs> what I enjoyed about Dude, that the journey, sounds funny. I, I, maybe I should start there. It was funny. <laughs> the journey started with episode one was like realizing how quickly the initial contestants tried to figure out how to bend the rules game to the their system. will. Right. Yes. Game the system is a better way of saying it. And then figuring out what they should do over time. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I enjoyed the journey. I, I don't I think know. they have um, episode or season one, two, and three on Hulu, is that right? I don't know. Because we we on went Hulu, to watch when I went to watch some of it for with Hank, John. It was like, um, okay, I guess we're starting a season four because that was okay. the first thing. I blame you. I don't even remember who's awesome. in season four. Maybe it was not one of the good seasons. Uh, listener Jonathan asks, Silo, yay or nay? It's on my list, but I haven't watched that yet either. I've watched the first two episodes, and yeah, I give it a, a yay. I give it a, a strong yay. Um, I, I don't I've even know what it's about. I watched the first two episodes. It's from a book series called It's about, it's Wool. about a silo. Um, yeah, this book started out as a... Um, it was self-published originally by a guy named Hugh Howey, and it got so insanely popular that it eventually got picked up by a traditional publisher. What I believe is a trilogy. Um, I have not read any of them. I've, I've heard of them for many, many years because they were like one of those... Lex you know, will not be few... surprised to learn that I started the first book but did not finish it. <laughs> <laughs> My wife has apparently read the first book or a bunch of the first book. And so last night we were watching an episode and she's like, I keep waiting for this thing to happen that I know happens in the book. And I don't remember if it's crazy. Like, so she had literally sitting there, she downloaded the book and was like flipping through it on her phone while we're watching the show. I'm like, that is extremely annoying. Please stop. <laughs> did it, um, did it happen yet? I don't think so. Yeah. But I, I told yeah. her not to tell. I don't know what it is. So, <laughs> right. I don't know what it is either. Uh, <laughs> speaking of books, I um I recently realized, uh, although I am a big Stephen King fan, I had never read The Stand, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get The Stand, and I got The Stand, and when I was opening it on my ebook reader, a Kindle, um, the the intro talked about how this is a a revised edition where when the book was initially published, his publisher was like, hey, can you cut 400 pages, not for editorial reasons, but because of the cost of printing a book with that many pages. So I did. And some of it, I think, made it better. Some of it made it worse. Um, and now I'm not restoring all of it, but I'm restoring all the things that I regretted taking out. So this is a much longer version of an already long book. And so I'm going to be reading The Stand for the rest of my life, is my point. That's all. Yeah, I would say. I would suggest yeah, eventually what's he became happen. Stephen King. And the answer was yeah. print it. Uh, I've never, you know, I've never read. Um, any of his fiction. I think I started it uh, one night at home alone when it was thundering and lightning out and I quickly put it away. Um, <laughs> but the the one that I read was uh, was on writing. I loved on writing. Very, which but I, I, on writing is great. I really like a lot of his fiction. I don't always love his endings. I think a lot of times he doesn't quite nail the ending, but man, I do like a lot of his I'm books. not usually a horror reader and so I haven't read yeah. a lot of his like straight up horror books, but I, The Dark Tower <laughs> is one of my favorite <laughs> That was the first series. time I tried to read it. <laughs> Or <laughs> first day last. What about like? Did you read eleven twenty two sixty three? Dan, I did. That's great. So I, I like that one. one. I just oh, read Fairy Tale, which see, I, I liked started that. Yeah, I, I loved Fairy Tale. Yeah, I couldn't I put Fairy Tale down. Eleven twenty two sixty three was one of those books where I was like, "This is pretty good." And then I look at how far I'm into it, and I'm like, "No, I'm done." All right, so <laughs> this is shocking. Like, I, th- I feel like I've been reading most. this. I feel like yeah. I've been reading <laughs> this for like four years, and I am one eighth of the way through this. There are so many ways that I genuinely believe that Moltz and I are similar, and Moltz's abandonment of entertainment early in is a big difference. Like I can't do it. I've already committed eight hundred pages of this two million page book. I gotta go. Gotta finish. I'm not gonna recommend. I'm not gonna recommend you try the Dark Tower then, because the Gunslinger, the first book, is very short, but it's also like a seven book series. Yeah. 
So good lord. You're going to be there for a while. Uh, don't worry if I haven't gotten to your question. We know there's still a few more. Josh wants to know, with all the rumors around Apple's hardware, are you expecting any surprise software or services announcements at WWDC? Oh, pro apps on the iPad. When this que- right, well, when this question came in, I was like, no, I'm not expecting any surprises. But now that they're pre-announcing pro apps, which are a big deal, I think yes. I think they have a jam-packed thing. And so there will be, I mean surprise features that haven't even hit the rumor mill yet in new versions of ios and or surprise stuff let me i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put a flag in the ground here because i think this is i i'm so we've heard a lot of rumors about a 15 inch macbook air appearing at wwdc and to me i don't understand why you would hold that for wwc it's not the right audience and it's also just a larger version of the macbook air yeah i say ship it ahead of time i say pre-announce it like a week or two out and Mm -hmm. and ship it then because i don't think anybody cares at that don't why would you waste time in a keynote talking about just a larger version of the same laptop that doesn't make any sense yeah so I, and I think there's probably more to come just with like stuff that is is not going to fit in the keynote. I think there'll probably be one or two more announcements before WWDC. I think the big announcement is going to be these pro apps for the headset. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Immersive. Mm-hmm. You could live in your Final Cut Pro That's project. Right. Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> Chris wants to know what household <laughs> chore... Students probably, right, Dan? <laughs> hey. That's right. <laughs> what household chore do you hate the most? For me, it's mostly it's like anything cleaning. Um, I just just yeah, that's most household. Chores. I know it's most household chores, but like, oh god, I'm I the only one who vacuums in this house, and yeah. I am quickly getting very that's, fed up with that. <laughs> that's why you never see John Moulton pig pen in the same place. I I I hate replacing the litter in the litter box is a miserable task, and I. Uh, I also, I, I hate folding laundry. I don't know that many people love folding laundry, but I truly hate it. Like, I'm really good at doing my laundry and oh. leaving it, it dry and not folding it. <laughs> I l- folding laundry is one I feel like I can multitask. I can sit on the couch and watch TV and fold laundry, mm. and that's not a problem. Whereas the one I don't, the thing I really don't like doing, I will do most of them because I do a lot of the, like, I clean the bathroom. I do a lot of that kind of stuff. I don't like mopping. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what I'm thinking of when I think of, like, Mopping, mopping, anything, no anything wet, cleaning. sweeping. <laughs> yeah, wet cleaning's not great. I don't like wet cleaning. It's damp. <laughs> it's unpleasant. Uh, I did. I had. I was um, it's moist. I was unclogging the sink in the bathroom the other day, which is definitely not a task I enjoy, but I know will otherwise never get done, and the sink will start backing up. And I, our sink is really old. Uh, you know, it came with the house. It's like probably vintage, like seventies or eighties. And I, in order to get the stopper out. In my old apartment, you could just unscrew the stopper and pull the whole thing out, which was nice because it's really easy to clean. Mm. But this one, I got to go under the sink. I got to get like my wrench. I got to like loosen this nut and then like pull this thing like a rod out and then pull the stopper out. And I finally was like, I couldn't get back in. I had cleaned the entire thing. I was like, I just can't get it aligned correctly. And I finally unscrewed the little top, you know, the little disc that sits on top and makes it flush. And I was like looking at the stopper and I was like messing around with it. <laughs> and then I pulled the pin out and the stopper just went straight down. Oh, no. The, like you bent. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> so I didn't, I don't know how to get it out because I can't open the U bend is just too tightly sealed or something. And so I'm like, well, oh, the God. bad news is I dropped that down the drain. The good news is the drain runs like a dream right now. <laughs> but sooner or later, that will come back and bite me. Mm-hmm. I, um, I strongly recommend you just get you like get one of those things that you sit in the sink so it catches all the shit so it doesn't go into the pipes. Man, oh man. Mm, I, I'm thinking about just replacing this entire thing. I live with that's just periodically replace all I live pipes. with many long haired people and mm, every mm-hmm. every shower and 
Certain we have, sinks have the like catchers that you know they're not beautiful, but they catch. It's just amazing that sinks aren't clogged every day. <laughs> yeah, we have the what was it like the tub shroom or something? Yeah, yeah, that's great. It does work really well. It's gross to clean, but it works right. really well. Uh, two questions left. Jeeber wants to know: Should Apple's The Morning Show bring Tim Cook on for a special episode called The Good Morning Show? <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. I was gonna say no, but then I'm gonna say I'll allow it. I think so. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't. That's that's just gold right there. And then yeah, finally, absolutely. we hear what's to know. We, we'd enjoy it. Are we subscribing to the iPad Pro apps announced today that we discussed earlier? I think asking answered. Answer yeah. answer that now. What are you doing right. here? We already said it. <laughs> Jeez, asking us <laughs> these questions. Um, anyway, that's our show. Usually yeah, it ends okay. on a joke, but this time, uh, Mike Hurley. <laughs> he's not a joke. He's not. Yeah, he's not. That's mean. Why would you do that? Yeah.